We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're here. What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Corner Podcast. Kel Dansby here with the old man Andreas Hale, coming at you guys from Blue Wire Studios here at the Wynn Resort in Las Vegas. It is day two of the Corner Podcast Awards, which means today is MMA. Those should be fun. It's always a better toss up in MMA, I feel. A lot harder and a lot more competition. We damn near gave Terrence Crawford every award there was in boxing. So it's a lot more open in MMA this episode. But Dre, man, we got to start. Got to start talking about the UFC because you missed it being on a boat. But we had a full-ass favor. That's all. You watched it right, well, almost right off the plane. But damn near first thing the next day. On paper, the card looked phenomenal. And if you guys don't know, UFC 296 here from Vegas closing out the year. And when the fight started, one, I was like, yo, you know what? Some of these are kind of like one side, <laughs> like a lot of these fights. And then some just where I thought it would be action packed just went to decisions. And I was like, it wasn't my favorite card of the year. And usually they, end the year with a little bit bigger of a bang than this. Yeah. I think this might be the second year in a row where it's kind of fallen a little flat. Like last year, I think it was like Jamal Hill or something. Yeah. Winning the vacant title and like that was cool. But it was just this, this card was a card for the diehard fans. And by diehard fans, I mean... Kobe Covington fans? Yeah. MAGA. Okay. It was, it was made for that fan. And listen, we've covered the sport for a long time. We understand what the fan base is. It went from being super bro-cultured when you started late 90s, early 2000s, and everyone's wearing Ed Hardy and other shit with lions on it affliction. and such. Yes, affliction. But this shows that those fans stay with the sport, with this company. They grew up. Yeah, they just grew up and vote for Trump. So they were 25 through 30. Mm-hmm. Now they're 45 through 50. And... Lo and behold, Kobe Covington is in the main event. So, all right, cool. It's not the Israel Adesanya card and fan base and all that stuff 
and Kobe had a large contingent and fans there. And I was very vocal of thinking, you know, I, I think this is Kobe's last chance. It is. It and if was. he wrestles, I think he could beat Leon Edwards. And we're working our way down on this card, by the way, because the main event is the main event. Um, that was my opinion for the past couple of weeks, set on the show, all this stuff. We got to the presser and Kobe Covington talked about Leon Edwards' dad mm-hmm. uh, who died as a result of gun violence. Murder, yeah. Um, it was over. Kobe has no chance of winning. I understand you're building a fight. understand Kobe may say things um, due to that persona, due to that gimmick. This is what he does to be inflammatory, to get onto people's skin. It's part of his trash talk. When he said that, though, I was like, mm, I think he got too personal with the wrong one. I don't see a way that he wins this. And credit to Leon Edwards for not coming in overly emotional, but he damn sure wasn't going to lose this fight. He decided, I'm going to be smart, and the best thing I could do to you is make sure your last chance at a title doesn't go your way, and you'll never be a champion. And that'll hurt more than any ass whooping, overly emotional, knockout, rushing in, anything you can do. You made Kobe Covington lose in front of all of his fans. President Cameron, mm-hmm. former President Trump, was right there. You made him, he left early before the decision was ready. He knew. You made Kobe Covington lose in front of the people who came to watch him. And I think he thought, yo, that embarrassment, that level of disappointment hurts more than anything I could do physically to you. Kobe Covington's done. He's done. It's over. He rolled the hell out of this gimmick. I said before he got the Leon Edwards fight that he shouldn't get it because who is he beating in the top five? Yeah. Nobody. Masvidal retired. He would have probably been top 10, but that's as close as like you would have gotten. He hasn't beaten anybody. He got this. This is where the fact that the promoter controls the belts is a problem. Because Kobe hasn't done anything to deserve this opportunity. And he went out there and properly shit the bed. He fought a terrible fight, got picked apart by Leon Edwards, essentially dominated, and made an ass of himself afterwards. Made an ass of himself beforehand. I never had as big of a problem as most people with him getting the shot, though. I did. It's undeserved, but I'm not acting like Bilal Muhammad moves needles on pay-per-view either. That's more deserved than maybe Leon will fight him in some type of co-main. But when you're looking for a main event, I understood the storyline. I understood like of the division right in that moment. Um, with Hamza moving up, I was like, I'm not sure who else is going to be here to move the needle and sell. So I got it. I, I didn't because when is Colby Covington sold fights? I would love to know the numbers of, of this one. I don't think we're ever going to know, but... I would think he'd sell more than Bilal Muhammad and he put more people, more asses in seats that night. He bro, did. Bro. Fuck Colby Covington. Fuck the UFC for putting him in this main event. The idea that Bilal Muhammad wasn't, was less deserving than Colby Covington is a crime in itself. Yeah. The man hasn't lost in years. You better get the next title shot. He's in the same place that Leon Edwards was. He was. The same exact place. Stuck. And Leon eventually became a champion. We're moving people ahead of him because they quote unquote move the needle with their controversial stances. I know the argument has, and I've said it before, like Kobe Covington is not a bad fighter. No, he's a piece of shit personality, but he's not a bad fighter. 
but he took almost two years off. Bilal fought. Waiting for this title. Right. Bilal fought. There was no justification, in my opinion, to give Colby Covington this opportunity. Then he proved the people that, like me, right by having such a putrid performance. He did nothing in this fight. Yeah. He was a clown, the whole build-up of damn sure shouldn't have taken two years off. No, he should have fought. Yeah, because it didn't help him at all. He's 35. He's not a spring chicken. No, he fought at 33 the last time. Like, they tried to build him up. Most significant strikes. You fought Robbie Lawler, bro, when Robbie was on his way out. You fought Tyron Woodley when Tyron was cooked. Who did you beat? You lost to Kamaru Usman. Yeah. Who did you beat? Twice. Yes. Who did you beat to get this opportunity? The only thing he beat was Donald Trump's meat. That's the only reason why he got this opportunity. And he went out there and he had a poor performance. And then people are like, eh. And I'm like, that's the problem with the UFC. Because people that deserve that opportunity, because I'm not entirely sure Bilal gets the next shot. Want to know why? Because what Shavkat Rikmanov did to Wonderboy. Yeah. There's a world where Dana White was like, eh, I'm going to put you ahead of him. Or y'all got to fight. They're not going to do that. Shavkat, listen, Bilal's great. And maybe he beats Leon. Or if Leon beats him, I and Nick called this during our show with Nick goes, Shavkat's going to be the champion. He is. It's just a countdown to this day. It is. But here's what should happen. In a proper world, looking at this card, the next fight should be Leon Edwards and Bilal Muhammad. Like, you could have did it now as a co-main event and just put a bigger fight on top. Yeah. You could have done that if you were worried about selling pay-per-views. But I've, I've seen the fight night cards you put together. You ain't worried about that shit. But if you do Leon Edwards versus Bilal Muhammad, you do Shavkat Rachmanov and send Colby, Colby Covington to hell. It should be Colby, but Colby's not taking that fight. The, but the, here's the issue. There is I no think he world. out Wonderboy. There is, fuck that. <laughs> you lost. You're still like. Ranked fifth. I have, I have, I moved Shavkat above Colby, rightfully yeah. so. I think the official rankings did too. He's three, Colby's five. I'm part of the official rankings. No, yes, of course. We, we, yeah, all, know, we all moved saying, him up. As a collective. But it, there should be no world where Colby tells you, no, I'm not taking that fight. No, bro, you lost. If you want any chance to compete for a title again or make any money, you're fighting that murderer right there. 18 and no with 18 finishes, you won that award. You fight him. that guy. And if you beat him. Sure. If you beat him, then we can have a conversation. Right back in the mix. But there's no universe where Kobe says, I don't want that fight. I want to fight Wonder Boy. No, fuck you. You're fighting him. You made us wait two years for that shit? Fuck you. Here's the other problem with Kobe Covington. A lot of people compared him to Chael Sonnen. But Chael did this thing where he'd run his gimmick, then the fight would end, and he'd be like, he'd shake your hand, and be like, yeah. the better man won. Kobe Covington said, I don't have a scratch on my face. Blood coming down his face. I think I won that fight. No, you didn't. Then, then he tried Easiest to pa- fight of my career. Then he tried to pander to the Trump fans. Because what, what are you doing? You made it. You embarrassed yourself so much that Danny couldn't defend you. The crowd booed him. Because what are you doing? Fickle. You <laughs> suck, bro. Like you're you're not good. But this is what the UFC does. Bilal should have been had this opportunity. Bilal should have at least fought Kobe. Yeah. At the very least. Yeah, you can't sit and wait for two years. Two years. Like he was an alternate. An alternate for Leon Edwards' Camaro fight rematch. And that's why he got it. Because he cut the weight, was an alternate. And Dana was like, okay, you're just... And I'd be like, no, fuck that. You're not good. And you went out there and proved to everybody that you didn't deserve this opportunity. You get Shavkat Rikmanov. That's what you get. And if you don't take it, I'm going to cut you. 
<laughs> Dead ass. Like, yo, what, what am I keeping you for? If you ain't going to fight, like, you passed on fights. Like, Kobe is, I don't believe him. He said, oh, uh, Hamza didn't want to fight me. I don't believe that shit for a minute. Right? I love to see Kobe versus Hamza. But it ain't going to happen. But you spent two years jockeying and waiting for this title opportunity. You don't get no options. Because if I cut you, what you going to do? Where are you going to fight? Who wants to see you again without me? going to get options. With who? I mean... You think the PFL is going to run out there and sign Kobe Covington? And give him the money that he thinks no, he deserves? No. But I'm saying within the UFC, I, I think there's other options that he'll be offered at welterweight. He'd have to turn down like three I won't offer him. Fights. He gets one option. Shavkat Rachmanov. That's all you <laughs> get. That's the only option that you get. You cold-blooded. It ain't cold. It's the facts. Like, for that piss poor performance, like you can't pick your fights. Gilbert Burns. Nah, Shavkat. That's it. That's all you get. Him versus Gilbert is the fight I think he would take. I don't um, give him that fight. Wonder Boy's still at six, so that's not bad. Um, Ian Machado Gary is about to fight again. I fights Jeff Neal in January. The winner of that versus Colby will be no, a good fight. Shavkat. Kale, I, I just don't give a fuck about what you're saying right now. It's Shavkat versus Kobe, and that's it. I don't let a man who already chose choose again. I offer yeah. him one fight. If you don't take it, I'm going to cut you. That's it. Because what am I keeping you here for? Pals. You know. Pals in business? At a certain point, I'm like, You got to fight somebody. You're fighting him. because You, you can't wait another two years, I tell you. No, but you can't say no to who I present to you. Yeah. It's Shavkat. That's it. The only other person, if Shavkat says no, then that's different. But he wouldn't even say no. Yo, that guy wants to fight everyone. Yo, he's finished everybody he's fought. Every single By person. knockout or submission. He's an animal. Monster. Yeah, no, he wants to fight everyone. And again, I'm not mad at that. The way it's shaping up is Kobe called out Wonder Boy, Wonder Boy six, Kobe's five. It's probably the next fight. And then you have Shavka versus Gilbert Burns. Yeah, that's stupid. Gilbert should fight. They're three and four. Nah, I don't care about the rankings. I'm I'm just saying what I want to see. You do the rankings. I do. I do, but I, I don't care about them when it pertains to this is the fight that should be made. It should be Shafkat and Kobe. Gilbert just lost too. Yeah. So but it should be. high up there. And Kobe doesn't get another pass. It's your piece of shit. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
Alex Pantoja versus Brandon Royval. I mean, Pantoja is Pantoja. He's he's that good. He uh he pretty much dominated Royval. Yeah. Royval's long, rangy, powerful. The last fight Royval lost heading into Pantoja fight was Pantoja. Yep. The flyweight division is in an interesting space because you have Brandon Moreno, Pantoja. You got a few other fights moving up. A few other fighters moving up. But uh, it's not... I don't want to say anything bad about it because it's still a very exciting division, right? But it's not like star-studded. It's it's co-main event worthy. Yeah. Brandon Moreno Which was... all like, you need yeah. for that division. Well, Brandon Moreno was a star in the making. Plays with Legos, beats the shit out of people from Mexico. You had opportunities to headline with him. Pantoja is a lot harder of a sell. But that being said, he looked great in his performance. He was a guy that when he came to the UFC, a lot of us that watched him before was like, oh, he's going to be an eventual champion. He had a few stumbles and yeah. he got his footing. It is what it is. But he, he looked really good in this fight. Dominated on the ground. That's Pantoja's That's bread his and dude. butter. Yeah. So, again, it wasn't the, the sexiest 25 minutes. No, no. He just dominated a man. But he's the champ still and leaves with his belt. And then we touched on Shavkat versus Can Wonder we talk Boy. about this real quick? People were booing this fight. And I was like, what are you booing? The moment where Shavkat gets Wonder Boy down and traps the right arm yeah. behind him. And I was like, oh, shit. He's like, this is straight up Anaconda shit right here. It's very slow and methodical. I was like, yo, he's going to submit Wonder Boy. The build to the fight, Wonder Boy had never been finished. And Wonder Boy said, he's not going to submit me. He's not going to finish me. And Shavkat took that as a challenge. And methodically, he pinned the right arm behind him, snaked around with the left, worked in that choke. And I was like, yo, he's going to choke him out. He choked out Wonder Boy. Wonder Boy, a guy who I've said on this show way early that he was going to be a champion. is one thing I got wrong. I thought he was a sure shot champion. And Shavkat submitted came really him. close. He came close against Wonder Boy. I mean, against Woodley. But this finish was, to me, like, all right, this is the one thing that you could say, if I don't give it to Bilal, I'll give it to Shavkat, because Bilal just dominated Wonder Boy. Just yeah. put him on his back, just dominated him. Shavkat methodically ate him alive. With a, a broken foot or something, I believe, or a sprain, severely sprained ankle. I don't know. It came out that, like, he had injured his foot three weeks before the fight. I was like, I really can't stand with him. I just use my ground game. And that he did. No, he's, he's good. He wins however he wants. He's good. The fight before this, Jeff Neal standing rear naked choke. Like, what are we doing? 18 fights, 18 finishes. He's a problem. And then fight before this, Patty Pimblett, Tony Ferguson. There's two things here. <laughs> Tony Ferguson's, he, he's done. Like what? He's done. And at some point, right? Like, Dana's retired people before. Yeah. I know Tony's like going to be like, no, no, no. I got one more in me. Dog, I'm watching this fight. I'm like, yo, he's so bad. Who can they give him? Nobody. That's like no. easier touch than Patty Pimblett. Because Patty's not it bad. Get, it don't just, get easier than Patty Pimblett. Yeah, he's, he's just very novice in certain areas. Well, here's, One being the hands. Here's what I'll say. This is why I say there's no, like, it's not that Patty, Patty Pimblett's bad, right? He's got things that he's got to work on. Yep. But Tony Ferguson's strength is what? The ground game and scrambling. Yep. Patty controlled him the entire fight where Tony couldn't figure out how to get out of anything. And he was resigned to just lay on his back and try to work in a triangle, like a goji. Like he was trying to do these things. And I'm like, this is a man just reeking of desperation right now. There's nobody at lightweight 
that you can match up with Tony Ferguson that makes sense because a lot of the other lightweights just knock him the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. And that's the worst way to go. Bobby Green knocked him out. Right? Like you go down the list, Jalen Turner will knock him out. Like you go on a list of 55ers, they're all going to knock him out. So you got to find somebody who can go on the ground with him. But Tony's biggest strength, and I said, me remember I said this, I was like, yo, look at his resume. It's not that good. No. Like when he was on his streak of streaks. Like, it's not that good. I was like, bro, it's not that good. Like, you're looking at, this is smoke and mirrors. Yeah. Habib would have. He would have killed him, that man. Put him through a ring. But, alas, here we are. And if you're Dana White, like, I'd like to see the man retire. No, retire him. Because now it's just saving him from his brain cells. Yeah. Like. Just say his next fight is it. Speaking of brain cells, Bryce Mitchell gets sent to the gods by Josh Emmett. Listen. When I, this, so, I came home. And I was like, should I watch the prelims? Nah, I'm going to start with the main card. Because I want to see Bryce Mitchell and Josh Emmett. Because I saw, as soon as I landed, I was like on YouTube for whatever reason. And I was like, I saw Bryce Mitchell do an interview saying that he got offered the fight against Josh Emmett. And he was working on a telephone pole on electric wiring. And before they even said the opponent, he accepted. And I was like, this guy's a fucking idiot. (laughs) Because one, you have a job, right? Like you're working a nine to five. You're not going to consider who the opponent is? Yeah. All right, cool. Two is Josh Emmett. And I was like, look, man, I know Josh Emmett lost to Yair Rodriguez. Damn shame he has to have a job. This is what I'm talking about. The man's very popular. Like, what are you doing with a job? But you're so loyal to the soil with the UFC. You're like, bro, I'll take anybody on. The world is flat. There's Martians. Like, whatever the fuck Bryce Mitchell talks about. You fought, like, Josh Emmett, yes, he lost to Yair. But Josh Evan is probably the hardest hitter, 145 since Conor McGregor left the division. Yeah. And what did Josh Evan do? The knockout of the year. <laughs> Slept him. I like mean, just he was solid. It was the knockout was so bad that I almost couldn't enjoy it because my man was convulsing on the canvas. Yeah. Like I was like, yo! And I was like, oh shit, he might die. Is he right? Somebody check on Josh him. Josh Emmett looked at him and was like, oh, I should. Because he was celebrating, like, yeah, he stood over, he stood over Bryce was like, yeah. And then he went to his corner and he looked, and Bryce Mitchell started shaking. And Josh Emmett was like, maybe I should take a knee. Yeah. And like, be like, be cool about it, because I might have killed this man. Yo. Scary reaction. I know it's like this is like recency bias, but I was going through my awards for like knockout of the year. And there's been some good ones this year. But I ain't never, I haven't seen a man short circuit a human being like that in quite some time. It's tough. And he, want, and the sound of it, like I had the volume up and I was like, clack on the button. And he just went to sleep and then the referee goes over. And then the worst part is Daniel Cormier, Joe Rogan are over there like, put him in a chair, put him in a chair, put him in a chair. Because they're standing him up. And Bryce right. is like, nah, I can keep going. His legs are buckling. I'm like, yo, you're going to, this man is cooked. Yeah. They're like, yo, he's not all there. When Bryce did speak afterwards, though, like his social media thing, much like you said earlier, where it was like he gave props to Josh Emmett, like, yeah, fuck, you turned my lights yeah. on. Like, yo, it is I give him it that. Is what it is. Like like you said about Chael Sonnen. It's like, yeah, thank you. He said, thank you for not following up and hitting me more. Yo. <laughs> like, because then that could have been an ugly situation. It's been a week of that, because I wasn't here last week, obviously, because Khalil Roundtree did that to Anthony Smith. With the hammer? Yeah. He just walked over to him? I, I'm surprised nobody hasn't done a graphic with like the hammer of Thor <laughs> in his just, hand just, just standing hand. over him. And then Khalil was like, I don't nah, need to do this. No, nah, no. Nah. But Bryce Mitchell as Galaxy. He's a cool guy too. Don't do that. Don't yeah. As, as Galaxy brain as Bryce Mitchell was, he don't act like Kobe when he loses. Oh. Like he took that loss. was like, man, congratulations. Bryce Mitchell doesn't. He just believes some wild shit. 
But he's like back country, like he country, like yo, he he drinks out of the fucking lake or something. Yeah, shit like, like that. he just he just being him. So he is. I let Bryce just be Bryce. That's cool. But yo, uh, they correct. whatever, Bryce. He got yeah. man. I whoo that short circuited knockout. God damn. And I saw the story about him meeting his wife. Cause she watches Tucker Carlson or something and he met his wife off. Like she DM'd him. Yeah. Like, yo, slid in the DMs. He was like, yeah. And then he knocked her up and stuff. Like, yeehaw. Like this yeah. is. I was like, oh, that's crazy. Look, look. And then out. I think Bryce Mitchell is an idiot. I think the, the things he believes in are stupid, but I'll say that Bryce Mitchell is a product of his environment where Kobe Covington is a character. Yeah. So I, I disagree with the things that Bryce Mitchell says. And I think I, I call him an idiot, but the person who he is, that's kind of who he is. And I don't. You just misinformed. Yeah, more I, than I don't necessarily hold a grudge against Bryce Mitchell, right? Yeah. Like, I don't feel like he's trying to rile people up. This is what he truly yeah. believes. Kobe's a piece of shit. The man said. Like, I'm Sean gonna, Strickland Sean said Strickland, shit that, like, bothers me. Well, he's very galaxy brain, yeah. too, like, right? But for him and Bryce, like. Bryce doesn't bother me. I'm just like, he's misinformed. Yeah, like, yeah. he's where Sean Strickland kind of does it with like a malice behind it. Or like, I don't like I the mean, way he treats women. No, no, no. In particular. Not so like that bother, like Bryce doesn't like bother me in that way. Like, to Sean Strickland's credit, he called out Kobe for saying what he said about Leon Edwards. Yeah. Father. Like, I don't agree with the things that Sean Strickland says, but I believe everybody sat there and was like, a line was crossed. Yeah. I'm going to send you to hell like your father while wearing a George Jefferson wig. Like, I'm a George Jefferson. George Washington wig. Yeah, George, George Jefferson wig would have been dope. Well, yeah, with the sunroof would have been off. <laughs> but it's like, that's what I, I just, when Dana sits there, like it says now, a couple things. One, oh, I made a mistake. I shouldn't have sat DDP and Sean Strickland close to each other. No shit. No, yeah, that was, that was horrible. Like, that was dumb. Range. At least acknowledge it. And I'm sure like he doesn't necessarily do the seating arrangements, but you do have to take credit for that. He's probably pissed at whoever's in charge of the seating. Uh, whoever it was, Hunter Campbell, whoever it was, whoever he's was. pissed about that. But when he was like, I didn't like what Kobe said. You can put a stop to that kind of stuff. Yeah. As a promoter, you got to pull that man aside. Like, hey, man, we ain't talking about like yeah. dead fucking parents. Yeah. Like, what are we doing? And I understand like Dana says everyone can have freedom of speech and all this stuff. He doesn't run that. Yes, but common decency. You, you don't talk about a man's father who got murdered. Then you lose. That's why I said, it's Shaft Cat or you're cut. Yeah. Yeah, so, at this point. Like, like you go rejecting. Nah, you made more money than you deserve fighting here. So, it is what it is, but golly. Sean Strickland put the beats. Yo. On Drake's in the look, crowd. <laughs> look, we talk about how he doesn't treat women, but what did Sean Strickland do? He told old girl, he's like, hey, you. That was Gilbert Burns' family, I guess. Yeah, he was like, scoot over. Yeah, excuse me, uh, Gilbert's wife. All right, scoot over, take the baby. Thank I'm about you. to go Khabib on him. Yeah. He jumped off. Oh! And he started throwing hands. And Drickus was like, yo, what's going on? This fight, the Drickus and, and Strickland fight is so unbelievable. Because if you told me last year these two were fighting for this, I was like, get the fuck out of here. I now, think Izzy smokes both of them, but... Izzy and Alex, like you, and Robert. Like, you going on the list. Like, these two are not supposed to be fighting for the title. But here we are. Yeah. And this fight's going to happen. And I'm like, this is one of the fights where I'm like, truly, I do not care who wins. Yeah, me. I don't care. I'm way more intrigued now after they just brawled in the crowd, though. Yeah, but I'm just I don't like, know if it was a work or shoot. I don't care. They just made money. Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, it's, the card sucks. Elbows. That card elbows. sucks. Uh, which pay-per-view is that? 
298? That's Toronto. That's that's uh Myra Bruno Silva and Raquel Pennington's sure. co-main event. It's not Two, a good. 299? Stacked. Well, yeah. They don't Miami? Stacked. They don't. When they get to 300, stacked. Yeah. That's gonna be insane. So yeah, I'll, I'll take the Toronto. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> sure, whatever. Whatever. Because once they get to March, stacked. They know what they're doing. They were saving the big guns for March. Let's jump into awards then. So the second half of the show. This one starts off much like our boxing awards did. Men's fighter of the year. This is interesting. It's probably Islam. Islam Mahachev is my fighter of the year. Be Volk twice. Yeah. He tried to beat somebody else, but due to late injury, he can't. Yeah. It's, it's Mahachev. He would beat Charles again too. So whatever. But he beat Volk twice. Second time. Stopped him. I, like I was this close to saying Sean Strickland. Because he beat Israel Asanya. Sure. But Magashev has kind of secured his place now that John Jones hurt as the number one pound-for-pound fighter in the world. And he finished, finished. the number two pound-for-pound guy by with a head kick. Islam Magashev's fighter of the year. Yep. Women's fighter of the year. This was tough. This was tough because nobody fought. Yep. If you look at the women, like Farrow didn't fight, Willie Zhang didn't fight. Like nobody fought. I'm still going to give it to Zhang because I just... She fought once. Yeah, that's all I got. Uh, Larissa Pacheco, PFL, is my women's fighter. I had to dig deep. Wow. She beat Kayla last November. So it wasn't yeah. even this year. She had five fights this year in the PFL. Dropped down from 155 to 145 and cleared it out. Yeah. Well, She's only looked stronger. You know, like a 10-fight winning streak in the midst of ten, two years. With one being Kayla Harrison. It was like, oh, if you thought that Kayla fight was a fluke? No. Running through everyone else at 45. Entirely different division. Yeah. That's fair. her and Cyborg got a date this they upcoming do. year. They, they got a date. I, I know Kayla's working away in and she's the name or whatever. Lessa and Cyborg is the fight I want. Sure. So, yeah, Larissa Pacheco, my f- women's fight of the year. Finish of the year. Emmett knocking out. I mean, <laughs> just Bryce Mitchell, like... Again, I, I was going through a bunch of finishes this year, and I was like, eh, so there's been some pretty good ones, but that was just murder, Twitch. death, kill. Yeah, yeah, like, that's my finish of the year. MTK. Uh, Adesanya knocking Pereira out. That was a thing of beauty. With the arrows? Yeah, that was a thing of beauty. I mean, just the counter, everything was perfectly timed. It was hard for me to find something at that level, that large of a stage, as well as just the beauty of the knockout. To, to top that. And it's weird because now knowing like Adesanya went on to lose, leaves like a little sour taste in my mouth. But outside of that, I can't take away from what he did in that knock. It was beautiful. The celebration was everywhere. The the other fight, Sean O'Malley knocking out Aljo. That was, was pretty damn good. And uh, Gaethje knocking out Poirier. Yeah. And he did stop Poirier. Hey, kicked him. Yep. They kicked him. But again, none of them were convulsing on the canvas. No. <laughs> no. No, that's true. Ass whooping of the year in MMA. You go first. Uh, ass whooping. It's tough because fights are more like evenly matched in MMA. Yeah. So everyone kind of has their moments. But this was like surprising to me. And I consider an ass whooping. Justin Gaethje versus Fazeev. Hmm. 
Okay. He put the pause on him from round one all the way through. Where Fazeev was so good. And he got his asshole by Gaethje to the point where after Fazeev was just like looking around, he was like, I got to go back to the lab. <laughs> like, he was just like, I got stuff to fix because this man just ran through me. Yeah. Like, I wasn't even standing here. That's my ass whooping of the year. Man, I don't know what my ass whooping of the year is. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, but I can't think of like some one side. There Lily was Zhang beat the hell out of someone in her one fight. Well, she be was that Carlos Sparza? Was that this year? <laughs> I'll look it up. But Whaley Zhang put the beats on someone. There was a card this year, and I can't remember because there's eight million fight cards where there were three, two scorecards that gave the opponent. There were two 10-8 rounds. And that would have been Ass Woman of the Year, but I can't remember what it was. I think I know what you're talking about. Uh, no, this year's fight was Amanda Lemos. Was it? Yep. This summer. Whaley Zhang, okay. Amanda Lemos. She was dominant in that fight. Dominated. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think of an ass woman. Yeah. Like, I mean, because even John Jones submitting Cyril Gunn wasn't an ass woman. It was just like, I'm just going to submit you. I wonder if Nick hear me. Nick. Are we on the booth? I got a question for you. Uh, so, turn it up. Yeah, I got a question for Nick uh, in the booth. Maybe you'll have an answer to this. There was a fight this year where someone had like multiple 10-8 rounds, like utter dominance. Do you remember what it was? Mm. Nunez, dominant. Yeah, before retiring. There's another fight, but... Yeah, that was an asshole. Aldana didn't want to come to fight. Irene just showed up was like... I just, like <laughs> we kind of knew that, too. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I'll stick with Gaethje versus Fazeev is my ass whooping of the year. That's fine. I, I can't think of another Beat the hell like, out of thorough ass whooping, so I'll take it. And then most. Wait, wait, wait. The Vogue fight Korean Zombie this year? Two years ago. No, that I was I don't cool. know my years anymore. He beat the hell out of Korean Zombie. He, there it is. Tavoria. That is ass whooping of the year. Thank you, Nick. Like, Taporia, dude, and Josh Emmett, who I just gave knockout of the year, Taporia just dragged him. Yeah, that's a crazy, like, two fight turnaround. It's MMA. Because Josh Emmett looked great in that fight. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the fight. Yo. Yeah, that's the fight. I got the wonderful world of MMA. Like, we cover the sport. There's too many goddamn fights. Like, I literally said the Koreans. I mean, that shit was two years ago. My brain is cooked. Yeah. But Taporia beating up Emmett the way he did, because in my brain, it, that was 2022. It wasn't. It was this year. Yeah. And I remember watching that fight. I was like, they're going to stop it, right? And Emmett was like, no, no, no. I'm going to keep going. And I'm like, bruh, you just eating around. Like, you losing brain cells. That that's the ass whooping of the year, and to go from that fight to killing Bryce Mitchell, to killing Bryce Mitchell, it's just you would think the guy'd be like just at least stunned a little, like his jaw would have taken too nah. much. No, shrug that shit right off. MMA is a weird sport. Um, most entertaining beef in MMA this year. Entertaining, yeah. You go first. It's recency bias. Strickland versus Drake is this past weekend. <laughs> he jumped over. He. Patiently moved a wife and her child out of the way, jumped over the seats, started raining down elbows. And it's so entertaining because they were talking shit all fight week. And I was like, why does this fight matter? Mm-hmm. And then it got to the point of fisticuffs, much like in boxing, where I almost chose Ben, uh, Caleb Pant slapping somebody. When it gets to real physical altercations, that's when you know it's beef. I'm trying to think of like a real personal beef this year. The easy one, of course is to say Izzy versus DDP. 
is he getting in the octagon? Yeah, it his, was very cringe to me. That's the problem. It wasn't entertaining. No, it was cringe. So I couldn't pick. Like O'Malley and Aljo fight week. I was like, Aljo, shut up. Like he was not saying anything that I felt like was wildly entertaining. Like I'm trying to think of a good, clever back and forth. <sighs> MMA is very bad at that. There aren't a lot of fighters who talk well. In- no. So, eh, bro, I don't know. Yeah, like, I mean, if you go through, no one's talked like that much shit. Everyone's very nice. Uh, Yeri was nice in his main event. There was no one, like, really talking I mean, enough trash to really get you, under your skin. Maybe the ongoing Alice Prayer and Israel Asanya beef, because even though know, Alice Prayer wins the light heavyweight title and tells him, come to daddy. <laughs> like, bro, you just knocked me out, and I'm just talking shit to you, so... Maybe it's that. It's yeah. I mean, Sean I mean, O'Malley is hard to not give Sean O'Malley an award. Like Juliana that. Pena talks shit to everyone and everything that moves. That's true. Hamza talks shit multi divisions. Well, yeah, he's he just goes after anybody with a pulse. Yeah, that's not even really beef. No, nah. he just wants smoke with everybody. Yeah. So Hamza's the best shit talker in MMA, in my opinion, because he does it, and it's like in a, a funny like Hamza way, but he's scary with it. Yeah, because he's very straightforward. There is no, you know, like... No, um, Like, I eat you. Like, I kill you right now. Well, Drax the Destroyer in Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. it takes everything literally. Yeah. That's like Hamza Kamai. Like, <laughs> nothing goes over my head. I catch it. I'm yeah. like, that, That's Hamza <laughs> Uh Most <coughs> shocking moment in MMA. Come on, Sean Strickland beating Israel Adesanya. Easy. There's no... Again, we talked about on the boxing show, Francis and Gato, nobody gave him a chance. Yo, nobody gave Strickland a chance. It's like... You even got, give him a puncher's chance. Yeah, like, you got murdered against Isles Prayer. Like, what do we think the Izzy's going to do to you? Man had the iCarly stance. And Izzy shit the bed. <sighs> to the point, Lord knows when we see Izzy again. Yep. Just, just off of pure embarrassment. And I, I don't want to take too much away from Sean Strickland getting that victory in Eric Nixick's phenomenal game plan, but God damn, Izzy. Nixick did both game plans. That's the trainer of the year in MMA. Francis, in multiple sports. I mean, that's the trainer of the year in everything. Yeah, in multiple sports. Well, you probably give Dewey, it to... Dewey in there a little bit. Yeah, but Eric Nixon is the strategy guy. Yeah. And Eric is just, he's really good. Who so... How much film do you think that guy watched? Oh, he watches a ton. I, I, I've talked to him multiple times on Sirius. I wonder if I'm going to get him tomorrow. I'm on Sirius tomorrow. Um, But he watches tons of film. And I questioned him when I had him on the show. I was like, but your boxing knowledge... He was like... He was like, no, I treat them like two very different sports. And you can tell. They yeah. treat space like a lot of MMA trainers try to train boxing and they don't understand spacing in boxing and they just get fucked up. Like Nixick figured I mean, that part of the game. Out. He's good. He's really good. Yeah, he'd be obviously trainer of the year. Yeah. <laughs> but we didn't have that. Um and last one, most duck fighter MMA, twenty twenty three. Most ducked. Most ducked fighter. Um, Hamza couldn't fight due to like different issues, so I I excluded him. From I mean, nobody list. really wants to fight Bilal Muhammad for whatever. That reason. is who I picked. <laughs> Bilal is clearly the most ducked. It's just my man can't get a fight. Like he's after everybody. He, he's like, beat he, everybody. He him and Leon Edwards are the same human being. He beat everybody. They don't want to give him the title fight. Yeah, he's the most ducked fighter. That's that's or anyone it. from like to be ducked. You can't get fights, fair. right? Like. And he just doesn't get fights. At all. Like, I'm trying to think of, like, a woman who is ducked. Like, Aaron Blansfield fought a bunch of times this year. Yeah. Uh, Manon Rose, she fought Rose Namajunas. He wasn't ducked. You can't, like, be ducked if you're a champion. Yeah, so you can't be ducked. Like, like, 
Zhang is going to get fights. He just needs a contender. Yeah, but Bilal has been like pursuing fights, and the now he's to the point where it's just like I'm not gonna fight anybody because I'm not gonna risk my title opportunity. Yeah, now he's no one makes sense. Nah, it nothing, nothing makes sense. If if you offered him the Shavkat fight, I'd be like, no, like I deserve a title fight. I'll defend my title against that guy, but I ain't fighting him next. Now it's just disrespectful. Yeah, I mean heavyweight, everyone gets smoked with everyone at heavyweight. Nope. Aspinall fought a ton. No, he fought once. He fought Sergey. Oh, I thought he fought twice last year. Uh-uh. This year, or yes. this year? Um, yeah, it's just one of those things where it's like, oh, he got hurt, and he said yeah, he was the only reason. Um, but outside of that, like everyone fights everyone except yeah. for Bilal Muhammad. Yeah, Jalton Almeida, he wasn't ducked. Derek Lewis was like, I'm stupid, I'll fight you, yeah. and that's what he did. And he lost. And he got dominated. I think I mean, Almeida's fighting on the Miami card too. Probably stacked. Yo, yo, you see the UFC Super Bowl card? I didn't know they had a Super Bowl card. Good. Like, 100% honest. Like, I will look it up right now. The UFC, so now we know there's boxing. Tiafimo Lopez is fighting on Thursday. Yeah. In Vegas, the week of the Super Bowl. So they're going head to head with Floyd? They won't go head to head. Floyd will pick a different night. And that means he'll probably pick Wednesday. He might fight Saturday, which I genuinely wouldn't be surprised if Floyd fights Saturday night. When is the UFC card? It's Saturday. <laughs> Trust me. When I tell you nobody gives a shit about this card, I promise you. Hold on, hold on. I mean, that's um, a tough card to go head to head with. It, it's bad, and I can't even find it right now because it's like Rob Font's on the card. The main event is Joe Pfeiffer versus Jack Manson. I think. Yeah, I, that's it's bad. I mean, but again, I would say it's bad. But I saw what um, Top Rank did with Shakur here on a weekend that was supposed to be a huge weekend. And it was F1, yep. and you just assume people are coming to see your fight. You can't assume that. People are here for a different reason. So, February 10th. This is where you, the UFC proves we're just a content machine. The main event, Jack Manson, ranked number 10 versus Joe Pfeiffer. That is your main event. It's at the Apex in Vegas. Joe Pfeiffer is not ranked. Uh, Michael Johnson fights Darius Flowers. Dan E. Gay fights Lerone Murphy. Uh, let's see. Trevin Giles versus Carlos Pratis. Yeah, this card sucks. Well, they didn't give it. All right. They didn't give it a video. I thought they were on the strip. No, 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 no. They're just doing a card. It's a content tournament scene. They're just doing yeah. a card. So if you happen to it's be another in Vegas, weekend, yeah, you're, you're like, hit that date. if you're like, I love UFC. And it's just like, well, here's a shitty card. I'm going to UFC. And that's what you do want to do on Saturday night before the Super Bowl. Can you even get into the Apex? Do they have fans? In there? I, there's fans in there. There's very few, but there's fans. Okay. Yeah. They, dude, they have a ticket package that is wildly expensive to go to the Apex. Oh, someone to do it then. Yeah, to sit next to like Dana White if he's there. Yeah. Because Dana's like, I ain't going to that shit. <laughs> like a Super Bowl <laughs> weekend. Super Bowl's tomorrow. Like, he's I ain't down going the block. That shit. Yeah. No, but he's at a Super Bowl party, pre-Super Bowl party. They, they're, as you can see, they're prepping their cards, but they were just like, ah, we got to do a fight card this weekend, Super Bowl weekend. If nah. Floyd fights that same night, Dana will move that card up earlier in the day. Put it as like an ABC card or something. Maybe. Have that shit get done and be front row at the Floyd fight. Promise you. But, you know, Dana's also arrogant. So he's just like. He's not missing that Floyd fight. If Floyd fights Saturday night. Fighting John Gotti the third? Cares Dana White. It's his city. In his mind. In his mind. So he's not missing Floyd. It's it's too much already announced for that weekend. I'm exhausted already. It's stupid. Like, I'm already looking at that that week. Granted, as those... You know, I got my 49ers hat on. I also have to take in consideration my Niners might be playing. If y'all are in it, you're going to be a fool. You're oh, going to be so tired. I'm going to be insufferable. Yeah. 
Like, it's going to be bad for everybody. If my Niners make the Super Bowl in Vegas all week, and people are like, are you going to the Super Bowl? Yes, I'll mortgage my house. I'm going to the Super Bowl. I'm (laughs) going to the Super Bowl. I don't care. (laughs) I'm going, yo, how could I not? Yeah, this guy's I I grew up loving the 49ers. I get the chance at home. I mean, you know, I'm going to try to work my magic and get a ticket. But if I got to pay for a ticket, I'm going to the Super Bowl. But then... The, I got to work the Lopez fight, probably the Floyd fight, and then whatever parties are going on. Like, the last Super Bowl I was at was Miami before COVID happened, and that was exhausting. Yeah. And that was Miami. That was nuts. It's Vegas. They're going to, they're really going to hit a next level on That's this. level 11. So it's, it's going to be fun. Uh, it was a fun show today. We still have pro wrestling awards to come and just recap what's gone on in the past week or two with Dre later this week since he is back. So that'll be our next episode. We might have a special guest with us, baby. So uh, make sure you guys tune in for that one as well. And then our entertainment show, wrapping up the year in entertainment, giving out corner podcast awards there. In the meantime, follow us on all platforms, like and subscribe wherever you guys listen to podcasts. Check us out on YouTube as well. For myself, for Little Man Andreas Hale. Until next time, we're out. Peace. With the McDonald's app, you can get your favorite thing delivered to your door. So if you were looking for a reason to skip washing those dishes you left in the sink, consider this a sign. Right now, get $0 delivery fee with any purchase of $15 or more, only in the app. At participating McDonald's, minimum purchase excludes tax and service fees. Delivery prices may be higher than in restaurants. Other fees may apply, not valid with any other offer, discount, or coupon.